Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher. This is the podcast where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm talking with Tony DiLorenzo of OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com, which is also a podcast. In fact, the number one marriage podcast on iTunes. They have over 200 plus podcast episodes. Staggering. Actually, what was cool was I was actually able to, this past weekend, in San Diego for Michael Stelzner's Social Media Marketing World, which was an awesome event, and I highly recommend you go check that out for next year. I was able to, on one of the afternoons, sneak out and go have lunch with Tony DiLorenzo and his wife, Elisa, as well as Dan Miller and Cliff Ravenscraft. And it was awesome. We went to this pizza place and ended up getting burgers. So, and this giant Sunday. So, I'll actually put pictures of a couple of these things, the Sunday especially, uh, in the show notes for this episode. You'll be able to find that at beyondthetodolist.com slash 63. Anyway, Tony and Elisa on One Extraordinary Marriage talk about all different types of things in regards to marriage. And Tony, as a listener of this show, knew very much how to connect some of the productivity things that have been talked about on this show into how they tie into relationships, whether uh, with fr- family, friends, etc., or especially in his case with marriage. And so we have a really lively discussion about that. But before you listen to me talk with Tony, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Rike, an app that will make your team's work both easy and stress-free. I know many people are always asking, all right, what's the best productivity app or best, you know, online software for getting work done and doing productivity? And honestly, I need to tell people that it, it takes all different apps and all different things for different personality types. But what's great is with Rike, your project's can always be on track, and you can be in sync with your team. So it's well worth looking at to go over to wrike.com. That's rike.com, W-R-I-K-E, 
dot com slash to do and you can try free for 30 days a premium subscription of Rike. And then that way you can try it out and see how it will help you get more things done together with your team. This week I have Tony DiLorenzo on the episode and he's here to talk about marriage. That's something we've not covered yet. Anyway, Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Eric, man. Very, very humbled and honored to be on your show today with you. Well, you, as myself and our show, have been up in the top, you know, rankings of the iTunes section that you are in, uh, mine and business, but yours in marriage and family. So that's awesome. What's your show called and what is it about? Yeah, so we have the number one marriage podcast in uh, Kids and Family, like you said. It's called One Extraordinary Marriage Show. And we talk about sex, love, and commitment in marriage. And I will have to say this, though. Even though it's called One Extraordinary Marriage, it's it's exciting because we have a lot of singles and engaged folks who also listen to the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And you've got a lot of – what? how many episodes are you up to? You're like 100-something. No, we released – as of right now when we're talking, we released episode 209. See, I knew it was more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew that there was like 100-something. I didn't know, you, didn't know you'd crossed over into 200-something. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's right like, at the end of last year, we crossed so 200. It's, it, is it weekly or is it biweekly? Like how many – in other words, with that many episodes, you've been doing it for a while. How long have you been doing it? Uh, just over four years. So we do it weekly. Yeah. We have never missed a show week. I don't, I cannot recall this past, uh, Christmas, Elisa was actually taken off to Kenya for a missions trip. Uh, we hit episode 200 and then we were going to have two weeks between Christmas and new year's and right at the last minute, you know, we just said, we can't, we can't go two weeks without it. And so we did two little vignettes, like two nice. little short 15, 20-minuters to just sort of ring in the new year. That's awesome. Well, good yeah. good job on the consistency there. That's, <laughs> I, people who listen to this show know that there's been two times where I've taken kind of a short break for a while. And yeah. and those, those honestly, one of them I planned, the other I did not. And you know what? Life moves on. So. Right. But good, good on you for for continuing to go that <laughs> that long four years, man. That's great. I can't imagine where this show will be in four years. Yeah. Probably well, here's the thing: even further beyond the to do list. Yeah, and the cool thing for us though, is because we talk about marriage, and one of our big our big areas is is emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's that connection you have with your spouse through conversation. This is a time for Elisa and I to sit down and talk about our life and our marriage and be open and transparent to everybody who does listen. So for us, it's a little twofold. For one, we, we were sharing with the world what's going on and how they can improve their marriage and make it extraordinary. And, and two, Elisa and I get to sit down and we get to talk as well. Yeah. And, and there's uh, the dynamic of that, the fact that you're having a public conversation between two people on the innermost, you know, the the intimacy and the vulnerability that 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 would bring along with that, that having that conversation in front of an audience, and yet at the same time you're you're not seeing the audience at the same time, but you know they're there and you know they're going to listen. Like obviously the feedback that you get and the the people that you're helping, obviously, because you're you've got pretty good, you've got a decent listenership. You've been doing it for so long. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I mean worldwide. I mean it's awesome when yeah. we get. Tweets and emails from like China, um, 
all over Europe, yeah. South America. It, it's really, it really is cool to to uh, impact people mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I mean that's what I've experienced in the in the shorter time that I've done this show. So that's really that's really cool. It always feels good to know that something you've done is helping somebody else. Oh so, gosh, yeah. yeah, love it. I I love it. And for us specifically, being able to talk about sexual intimacy. Yeah, because that's, that's very much a taboo subject. Right. Yeah, and to talk about it openly, honestly, and transparently, that's where it's really cool. Yesterday I got a voicemail from a, a fellow out in Austin, Texas. Uh, a couple episodes ago we talked about the fertility awareness method, which is a, a way to have sexual intercourse without contraception. Okay. Um, but at the same time you are using contraception during the, the height of ovulation and it's something that Elise and I have been been playing around with. It's we're, we're trying it out, and some guy called from Austin just saying, "Hey, I do natural family planning, which is no contraception." And I had some time in my day, and I picked up the phone and was able to just talk to him a little bit more about it and how Elise and I can implement this even better in our own marriage. So it's really cool because we're bringing awareness to things that most folks wouldn't even think about. And I had no idea that was a thing. And I fully understand what you just <laughs> described, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it is. It's it's totally cool. I, I came upon it from a, a good friend of mine, Dustin uh, Reekman, over at Engage Marriage, and and he does natural family planning. Elise and I do fertility awareness uh, method. So again. It's a way to open it up, open up that dialogue to, for other couples around the world who are maybe stuck. Contraception isn't working for them. In this particular instance, you know, wife is on the pill. She's moody. Um, it's really wrecking havoc right. on her system. Hey, maybe this is a way so it's not doing that. You know, guy has – husband may have a latex sensitivity using a condom or something like that. It's going to impact them. So we're able to just bring that up, talk about it, start that conversation. So couples, what we hear from and have heard from, you know, a lot of couples will listen to this together, our show together or separately. And then in the evening or when they have time during the week, they come together and they actually talk about these issues in their own marriage, which is just so awesome. Yeah. What's funny is that to me, I, I, I'm listening to you talk about all these different, one, you know your stuff. And two, the fact that there's so much – I mean strategy is not the word I want to use, but it's the closest I guess that uh, I can get to that in the sense that you're talking about relationships. You know, I don't like to use businessy sounding you know, words when it comes to relationships because that always makes it sound like my relationships are a project and mm-hmm. I have – and it just makes it stale and uh, I don't know, like just unhealthy. It, it feels like you're you're managing – yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to all the the productivity buzzwords, a lot of them sound like business, and and right. the quote unquote business of relationships does not make sense. Relationships are relationships, and so anyway, it, it, that's what's striking me yeah. when you're talking about this, and the fact that you're talking about you know thinking outside the box or or gaining new knowledge or applying that to a situation and relationships. That's just – that's a whole other just application of how – you know, almost the word holistic comes mm-hmm. to mind. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. The word I like to use most of the time is intentionality mm-hmm. or being intentional yeah. about what 
we want to do in our marriage and in our life. And it means a lot because, you know, especially your show and I listen to your show regularly, it's about business. But here's one thing. If you're not intentional in your marriage and what's going to happen, I'll bet you're not going to have the results you want in your business or in your job and where you're, where you're heading. Because the junk that's happening at home, you take over into your business, into your work. Mm-hmm. You do. Um, we, we see people all the time. We work with folks all the time. And it has a profound effect. And so to be productive at the job or in the business, that home front needs to be solid as well. It has, there has to be some intentionality there. What are we doing so that we're, we're, we're together at all aspects of life? Yeah, we're whole people. And mm-hmm. so the whole idea that, well, I'm going to succeed in just one area while, the, while all the others suffer is just – it's a fallacy, you know? Right. And it's a balancing act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, especially when you throw in the kids. Yep. Yep. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people, or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yep. Yeah, the other – I don't think I've said this on the show. I haven't recorded one since that happened. And But a couple nights ago, my you know my son comes into our room and he we're doing the thing where we keep putting him back in his bed and He's he's two and a half, and mm-hmm. you know he, he just keeps doing it. He just keeps getting up and whatever. Well, this night he was crying when he came in, and I said something's not right. So I said, "Don't worry about it. Just let him lay in here, and I'll go on the couch." Well, my wife moves him to my spot. I had just pulled my pillow and was getting him one to replace it, and he starts puking, and I'm like, "Oh, oh. so you know everything's yep. out the window at that point." And what do you do? Well, who's who? What's most important in that instance? Well, one. First and foremost, the relationships, you know, mm-hmm. mine with my wife, mine with my son, theirs as well. It's and also my daughter. <laughs> let's all right, let's get this done, and she can stay asleep. So, <laughs> yep. And I've been there. Mine are mine are older now, so yeah. that helps a ton. Let's go to that place before we touch more on marriage. And and also, I realize you're a huge fitness. I wouldn't say nut, but enthusiast. It's probably a better yeah. word. Let's talk on, on some of those. But let's do that yeah. question that I try to ask everybody and sometimes yeah. I forget. So in an ideal world, how do you start your day if you're not talking to somebody on a podcast like you are now? Um, I'm sleeping in. I like to sleep in. And, and sleeping in to me is like 6.30-ish uh, unless I'm doing some cycling or fitness stuff. But typically I'm, I'm sleeping in. I do like to just sort of get up um, if it's the school day. 
it's being able to just hang here with the family, the kids. Um, I will say, folks, it's not pretty all the time. There <laughs> is, you know, there's kids going back and forth and it's not the greatest. But I would say during the week, you know, Monday through Friday, I'd say two to three of those days, maybe even four days a week, we end up all sitting down for breakfast together. And even though we may be, you know, trying to get kids and going, I do enjoy that time. And that's the way my day usually starts. Uh, right after that, once the kids are gone, I'm sort of a guy who likes to just hit my emails real quick, get them off my plate. Um, so I, I tend to do that. And in an ideal world, I'd do that as well. I mean, I would just knock those things out. And then I like to get into the bulk of my workday, which um, is just going after specific projects that need to get done, jobs that need to get completed. Um, Because when Extraordinary Marriage is both Elise and I, there is a lot of conversation that goes back and forth. And um, I, I enjoy that time with her. And towards the end of the day, it's it's sports with the kids, activities. Um, we always sit down for dinner together unless one of the kids is at a friend's place. And then at night, I tend to just take that's my time to read. Uh, I like to just go to bed and read. And, and currently right now, my big thing is just taking 10 minutes a, a night minimum and just going through my Bible. And just I started in the Old or the New Testament and I just 10 to 20 minutes a night. I just read and usually just fall asleep by 10, 1030 maybe 11 o'clock, depending on what we and what I had doing and what I had uh, to complete after the kids went to bed. So nice. So then yeah. when you, I know you're you're very into fitness. Where where are you fitting that in? OK, so it's winter right now while we're doing this. And so cycling is my biggest my big thing. Okay. I, I've been a big cycling enthusiast since I was 14 years old, um, done many, many hundred mile rides. I've done double centuries, which are 200 mile rides in a day. Um, so what ends up happening is weekends are my big time. So I'll get up in the morning, uh, winter time. It's a little later summertime. I can be up on, on the bike as early as 5.00 AM. And as the spring and summer hit during the week, I'll do that two times a week. It warms up and I, I tend to like that a little bit more. Um, on top of that, uh, if I'm doing some sort of at-home workout, I'll do that either in the morning. But as I've gotten older, I tend to like to do that uh, right before dinner time or about an hour before dinner time because my body is just it, – it's just warmed up from the day. It is harder and I do have to self-motivate myself because mm-hmm. it's very easy after the day to just go, let me just go right. sit in front of the computer and do nothing. Um but my workouts are concise. If I'm doing them at home, they're 30 minutes. They're quick. So I always know that in the back of my mind. It's like, it's 30 minutes. Let's get this thing done. And I love it. Cycling, though, is my passion. And you can catch me out on the road on a Saturday or Sunday for a long ride up to like four hours right now. And that's just tooling around San Diego County, this North County area, which is just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, hit the coast. And I just love it. Nice. Um, yeah. How is it? Do you do you view your physical stuff as kind of a a solo individual thing where it's you know dad is getting himself you know in shape so that I can be there for everybody else or does the rest of the family kind of join in on that? Cycling is me, okay. me and my buddies. Yeah, 
And it's changed over the years. I used to go out with a lot of guys lately. I'm, I'm more solo and, and on the weekends. If it's a longer ride, I'll connect with some guys. But more it's just me. It's me being able to just get out. I think exercise, no matter what you do, even if it's for a half an hour walk around during your lunch break, I think it's vital and we miss this point that it's, it's a time to just sort of let our minds wander mm-hmm. to wherever they want to go. I mean, I, I've been on the bike before where I am just – struggling with business and what we're doing and how we're impacting people's lives. And I mean, I've been out there before. I'm just, I'm just mad almost (laughs) excited and like mad and tears will be just streaming down my face. And it's just like, ah, I got it all out. Yeah. And it's not just work. It could be, you know, tensions between Elisa and I, or the kids and I, and I just lit it out and I'm able to come back home and just go, everything's good. When it's at home, uh, Elise and I tend to work out together, and that's fun. But I will have to say this. If you do work out with your spouse and you're like, gosh, this is sort of weird, you're going to have to have some good conversations Mm -hmm. because Elisa doesn't like to talk at all. Like she just wants to work out. And I'm an encourager. Like when I'm out there riding my bikes and I'm with my buddies and we're we're doing this gnarly climb and we're to the top almost, I'm the one going, all right, guys, we're there. We're almost there. Let's push it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. When I'm working out with Elisa, she doesn't want to hear that sort of stuff. So I had to learn that because it just like frustrates her. She's like, yeah, just be quiet, Tony. The, the guy's talking on the on the DVD. Let me listen to him. And and that's the thing for me is like like kind of going back to what I said about there's the difference between personalities and styles and and all of that. And that's why uh, there's just something to be said about why business, quote unquote, business practices or uh, what's the word? Not not precepts, um, principles. There it is. Mm-hmm. Like business, quote unquote, business principles or productivity principles. They 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 can apply to personal relationships, but at the same time, sometimes it's really just about the relationships. Right. Well, here's here's a for instance, real quick, because and it's something that we've talked about for many years on our podcast. It's called scheduling sex, and that sounds very businessy. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Do, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it, it really it does. Like I need to schedule my meetings. I need to schedule an appointment with so and so. Heck, you and I getting on this show together today, we had to schedule yeah, time. It took some work, too. Right. But we're all about intentionality. So, one thing we started four years ago, it's called the intimacy lifestyle. And it's about scheduling sex, it's about putting, putting sex on the calendar. So that both you and your spouse are on the same page. Because if not, life can just happen and that doesn't happen. And so it's it's a great it's I mean yeah. I could talk about it forever, but I well, mean folks even, can go over to episode one forty. Okay. That's the that's I'll, the episode show. Let me throw that the, really I'll throw that in the show notes because that that's definitely a touchstone to to go back to. But I yeah. mean some people again, so some people who aren't as comfortable talking about say sex if you back off that a little bit and say, okay, what's a different type of aspect of a relationship that's important that maybe you could schedule instead or at least get your mind around why it's important to schedule. So let's go with date nights. Everybody right. would agree date nights are important or even hanging out with your buddies You know, right. if you're single. That scheduling that has to happen or it won't end up happening. And we see it all the time. It's the intentional 
use yes. uh, it's the intentional action towards planning that thing to actually happen. So Exactly. And Elisa does all of our coaching here at One Extraordinary Marriage and she's working with a couple right now who they have not been on a date. I think it's been over 2 years. Oh, and wow. one of her, one of her assignments to them was I want a list from each of you with 10 things you want to do on a date. Could be a daytime date, a nighttime date, whatever. I want 10 things that you guys want to do together. They could cost money. They don't have to cost money. And then she also challenged them. And and, and when I say challenge them, she, you know, because they haven't gone on a date for two years. Hey, I need you guys to tell me who's going to watch your kids because that's a big hiccup for a lot of couples. It's like, well, I don't have anybody to watch the kids, this, that, and the other, da, 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 da. And so, again, putting those date nights down, being intentional about it, even if it's just once a month, making it happen. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, what are some of the other – I know you listen to the show. So what have been maybe some of the things that you've heard on my show that you've then said, huh, I'm going to try and apply that back to what I talk about with, with marriage and family and relationships? Oh, man. <laughs> Not to stump you, but uh. – <laughs> yeah. um, you know, one of one of my big things that I continuously hear a lot of folks on the show talk about is how they plan out their day. And I just love that. And I continue – and I'm working on it more and more. But where they're really intentional about, okay, for this block of time, I'm doing this. For this block of time, I'm doing that. For this block of time, I'm doing this. And so being able to talk to our audience about, okay, how does that – what does that look like for you guys? In your marriage, how do you block out time? Now, it's not on a daily basis like it is for business productivity going, hey, I got a product that needs a launch or I need to write articles or I need to do a podcast. But what, what time are you blocking out in your calendar to do specific things together? Is it your spiritual intimacy? Do you guys want to pray together? Do you guys want to read a devotional together? Is that a daily activity for you guys or is it a once a week activity? So are you, where are you finding that time in your calendars? Um, that's one of the things that always strikes me when, when I'm listening to the show when there are some amazing folks that you bring on that they're very, very, very diligent and stick to that so that they are continuously progressing forward in their business and their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's to place those milestones in there or those those mile markers, I guess is a better word, because it's always mm-hmm. forward momentum. And so by continuously having, okay, here's me consistently doing this thing over and over because it propels me forward or propels all these different things I'm doing forward, uh, we'd be remiss to not think that intentional use of time for specific outcomes when it comes to our relationships would be – you know, just not something we think about. And honestly, it does. It does for a lot of people. It falls by the wayside where it's just like, oh, well, it's just home life. Like mm-hmm. I just, I'm just glad that I'm not at work or if you're somebody who doesn't work in an office, I'm done. I've clocked out, so to speak, from my laptop and hopefully you put your phone down. But uh, yeah, that they, they think, okay, good. I'll just sit back and enjoy family. And that's and, – and honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. But – I wonder if there's something more that couldn't be had from your relationships, any of them, if you weren't intentional about what you wanted to get out of them or give right. to them even. 
right? You're always you're always pouring in, and it's two people, and it's there's so much that's going on. And so one thing Elise and I always say is, hey, your spouse doesn't have ESP. <laughs> so, you know, can't read your mind. You know, you may be all gun ho about getting fit and healthy and you haven't brought it up to your spouse. So when you come home from Whole Foods with, you know, four bags of, you know, granola and Greek yogurt, they're taken aback and they're going, what, what are we doing here? And so we're all about, hey, make sure you have those conversations. Those are being intentional. You know, again, let's have these conversations so that we're both moving forward and we're on the same path. And maybe you're not right where I am right now, but I want to make this change and I'm going to I'm going to start doing this, but I want you to be I want you to have the heads up. Definitely. And I've been guilty of doing that myself personally. So, <laughs> oh, like so have I. Yeah, hey, I'm by the way, I'm doing this diet. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to work out. I've decided I'm going to work out every morning. Okay. See ya. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just uh anyway. And that's one of the things for me is just it, it Sometimes I get uh, – there's the there's the tension between doing again the quote-unquote business of the relationship but then also forgetting that we're both on the same team in terms of our house being you know uni- a unified team in and of itself and that sometimes even scheduling in how to do as a team the business of the house itself you know managing and running you know paying the bills or doing the budget and things like that that are also you know a team sport but it's not necessarily like us having like non parent time or non you know what i mean like we you end up being roommates instead of a, a couple yes and i totally know it i mean i know we've been in on the show here for probably going into 20 minutes or so, but just for you folks, I mean, I've been married 17 years. Um, Elise and I almost got divorced twice. I had an addiction to pornography. We lost a child. We've been roommates. (laughs) I know that feeling. I mean, we've gone through that and it's just through being intentional and trying new things, being open-minded, talking, really breaking down our communication barriers that we've been able to continuously succeed and, and, and honestly have a happier marriage life now, 17 years in, than we did probably three or four years in. And that's the cool thing is that you can have amazing an amazing marriage and an amazing life with your spouse later in life. You know, mm. you may be struggling right now going, man, it's never going to change. It, it can. I, I've been I've been at lows, man. I've been – when the economy tanked and we had a short sell our house and I felt like a complete and utter failure and I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. I mean that impacted our marriage. That impacted everything that um, I had to do. And it was just through time and talking and being on that same page and taking time going, hey, Elisa going, hey, we need to get out of the house. Let, let's go on a date. Let's just, let's just go for a walk. You know, we don't need to spend money, get it, but let's just get out to the beach. Let's just go smell the salt water. Let's just dig our feet into the sand. Let's go. And so, yeah, it, it's not clean. It's not, it's not perfect. Um, it's dirty. It's messy. And yet at the same time, it can bring you some of the most joy and exhilaration that you'll ever have. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it. Relationships aren't something you can systemize, Mm-mm. but you can no. definitely be intentional. The, yes. the, me, the messy. You said messy, and that's like, yep, there you go. Nope, that's what that's what relationships are. Yeah, and then you throw the kids in and everything yeah. else, and in laws and outlaws, and you know, friends and and all that, and you know, all I can do is set up good boundaries mm-hmm. and be intentional about what we're doing each day. And keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other application that you often have to try and tell people about in terms of just being intentional with their relationships? Um, you know, one of, one of the big things is, is that we like to talk about when it comes to being intentional is are you living your life from the top down? Like what are your priorities in your life? Because if work is the number one priority in your life and then your your spouse is like number five on the list, well, you're going to have some issues. So how are you bringing your spouse up that list? What are you doing being in, intentionally? You know, What are you doing so that you guys and she or him are on top of that list? And I'm not talking about hours because obviously we're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and yet – you can still spend three, four hours with your spouse that overcomes all of that time. So it's something that we talk about from the top down. It's you know putting God first, your marriage second, your spouse second, um, your kids third, work fourth, and then other activities last. And if those are all mixed up and all over the place, and you can look at your calendar and go, wow, you know, ninety five percent of my week is is spent doing, you know stuff with kids, work, and other activities, and I only have 5% left for my wife and for God, there, there's some stuff that we need to adjust and we need to look at your calendar and go, okay, when are you going to find that time? When are you going to be out there and you know getting in the Word? Or are you in a small group with some guys or some women or a couple small group? And when are you spending time with your wife? When are you spending time with your husband? Yep. Or, or when are you going to find the time? To find the time because <laughs> we, all, we all feel like, all right, well, I'm juggling all those things already. How do I even have time to like recalibrate my priorities and then find the time to act on that the appropriate way? You know, Here's the, Here it is. Stop the glorification of busy. Stop it. Stop it. I'm done. I'm so tired of hearing people all over the place. How are you doing? I'm busy. What does that mean? <laughs> You're busy. Stop the glorification of busy. You sitting on Facebook or Twitter for 30 minutes is not busy. That's you doing nothing. So when you're trying to find time, stop the glorification of busy. Because I'm sure of it that you can find 30 minutes in your day to sit down and talk to your spouse. No kidding. I, I, I know I can at times. And I will pull it. And I just have to tell myself, stop the glorification of busy. You're not that busy. Honestly, you're not. That's a choice that I'm making. And if that's the choice you're making, then that's the choice you're going to live out. But if you choose to find 30 minutes to sit down with your spouse and go, hey, you know what, honey? You know what? We need to just sit down. We need to look at this calendar so we can get a date night on the calendar. You're going to do it and you're going to stop that glorification of busy. Yep. That's actually probably a good thought to, to land on for this episode, you think? Yeah, because it is. Because intentionality means we're not going to always say we're busy doing something else. 
Yeah, it, it's taking control. It's it's deciding. It's mm-hmm. choosing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So choose yeah. to be intentional. Choose to stop saying you're busy. Choose to, choose to stop being busy. And that may take many, many different forms for many different people. But yeah, it, and for some of yeah. you, it may mean you you know it too. Sometimes it's just sitting down and being able to read for ten minutes. I mean, that's I don't consider yeah. that being busy. I consider that being able to, you know, increase your knowledge in something else, turn everything else off, you know. And in our in our society today, so much is going on in our minds and moving and you know getting getting into fitness, going for a walk. Man, that sort of stuff isn't busyness to me. To me, that's rejuvenating time. That's when you're out there and you are going, yes, we are. I am just rejuvenating myself and I'm letting everything else go by the wayside and I'm going to just hone in on me for a little bit. Yeah, go, go for a walk without a podcast or music in your ears. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Just Just go and listen and – don't I mean I do that on many rides and then there are rides when I'm by myself and I have my music on my techno, but there are times when I'll just go for an hour two hour ride and I won't have anything on I just I just roll and just hear the wind in my ears or whatever is coming around and um, it's amazing how much you can just just center yourself. Awesome man, Tony. Thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find you and the, your show? Yeah, best place, oneextraordinarymarriage.com. So that's, I know that's long, but oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can Google it. You'll find us there. Facebook, it's the same thing. And on Twitter, I'm at Tony M. DiLorenzo. Nice. Well, I'll put all the links to this in the show notes so people can find your show, find you, and get connected with that. If they want to further this conversation, which I highly encourage them to do. Uh, again, Tony, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. And thank you all for, for uh, your time. Way appreciate it. Well, that wraps up another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Thanks again to Tony DiLorenzo for stopping by. Make sure to go check out oneextraordinarymarriage.com to check out his site and his show that he does with his wife. It is truly extraordinary. And again, help support this podcast by checking out our sponsor at reich.com slash to-do. That's W-R-I-K-E dot com slash to-do and grab a 30-day premium subscription for free to the Reich Productivity Team software. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Hey, if you're enjoying this show, pass it on on social media. Or go to iTunes at beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast. 
theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. Laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx.